everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. Once again, another week of, I really don't want to do this. I'm not fantastic. I'm going to be very clear about this. This episode... We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. Get access to all of our bonus content. $5 a month gains you access to all of that, plus all the episodes that have fallen off our main feed. Uh, I upload them every week. This week's episode is To Surveil With Love, episode MABF12, originally aired May 2nd, 2010, written by Michael Nobori, directed by Mark Kirkland, Received a 3.4 rating with 6 million viewers. The couch gag, there is no couch gag. The entire intro is the Simpsons and the Spring in Springfield, in general, uh, singing Kesha's TikTok. I mean, it's well done. It's fine. I don't really like Kesha that much, but I am also not as much of a curmudgeon, a grumpy Gus about <laughs> as you used to be as i used to be about pop music and all this i mean would i prefer it to be something else yes but does this really matter does this any different than them having michael jackson on the show i don't know i mean it's just pop music pop music has changed there's always been a i mean pop music is kind of interlaced in the history the simpsons using kesha as a part of the intro is it like shilling, I don't know. I, it's not the biggest problem this episode. I think that's what I come away with, Matt. Like, do I love it? Yeah, no, it's, it's not but... even close to the biggest problem with this. I mean, this feels like, oh, you know, this is kind of cute and everything. It, it, the animation is well done. That's yeah, about it, it. It looks nice. Um, this episode guest stars Susie Eddie Ezer, Eddie Izzard as Nigel Baker Butcher. Um, I believe Susie slash Eddie has. They are gender fluid. And we use he or she, prefers she, so I'll try and use she when referring to her, um, but it, I think she also says, most people know me know me as Eddie, so I just go, eh, okay. But also, her part in this is not big, and doesn't really do much. <sighs> this whole episode doesn't really do much. I think that's, hey, end is short, we can end the episode, that's it. This episode doesn't do much. Um... Episode begins with the guys hanging out at Moe's. We have Duffman. Duffman's here, Matt. You love Duffman. I know you do. Woo, Duffman. I mean, Woo. I do plan to go with him for Halloween one year, but, you know, it's, it's not much. Duffman is fine. I don't mind Duffman. Uh, Duffman's here giving away Duff merchandise. Giving away Duff and Duff merchandise to the, the guys. Uh, does this matter? No, it does not. Um... This is a way to get Homer a duffel bag, I think, is all this does. P plot, mechanically. Mechanically, Homer now has a duff duffel bag. Get it? You get it, Matt? Ha ha. Ha ha. It's a duffel bag. So, uh, this is the, I guess, the A plot starting. We're getting there. The B plot gets... Uh, we, we start with, the, I mean, the B-plot, I thought, man, when I read, we read the synopsis for this last week, I thought the B-plot was going to be like a, a little tiny thing, right? About Lisa resenting being blonde. The B-plot is as much of this, is like half the episode. And it's such a dumb B-plot. It's terrible. <laughs> both these plots are terrible, and they both are taking up too much time. I don't like either of them. Um, so... We jump to the B-plot. We're, we're to the elementary school, basically, setting up the B-plot. We're setting up the A-plot. We're going to set up the B-plot. So uh, Nelson's being Nelson's bullying Millhouse. Lisa kind of picks him apart, points out, like, hey, this is why you're being a jerk. This is why you're, you know, all your bullying is dumb. And at this point, a I guess she – is she the debate team coach? Maybe, but we never see her again, as far as I can tell. That's, like, I don't, like, they don't frame any of this. They're just like, things are happening. Well, okay. Lisa's invited to join a debate team. Okay. Not bad. Lisa in a de doing debate. That's not a bad idea um, for an episode. So Lisa starts 
immediately is thrown into a debate. I <laughs> I don't know. We don't see. There's no run up to any of this. It just starts. Stuff stuff starts happening. Lisa's thrown into a debate and loses it because she's blonde. Excuse me. I couldn't help but notice how logically you argue. <laughs> well, I am one, flattered, and two, intrigued. Lisa Simpson. Ms. Dubinsky, I'd like to invite you to join our debate team. I didn't know we had a debate team. Well, it's the one extracurricular activity that can't be cut because it requires no equipment. We're low on funding, so Ralph Wiggum will be standing in as your lectern. I'm a furniture. <laughs> why hybrid car buyers should be given rebates paid for by taxes on hamburgers. Thank you, Lisa. Excuse me. The podiums are needed in the art room as easels. Yay! Megan, cross-examination? What if someone's driving an old but functioning car? Wouldn't the carbon required to create a new hybrid exceed the savings in gas? Initially, yes, but... And isn't most electricity in the United States ultimately derived from the burning of coal? Currently. However, solar and wind are... The, the sun and the breeze. The two things you know a lot about. Right, Blondie? Blondie? Like totally. Where do we get a bitch a new perm with Daddy's credit card? <laughs> First of all, my father no longer has any functioning credit cards. Secondly, how dare you refer to... You can count to two. Oh. You need some ice on your head? <laughs> I, I... The winner by a hair, a brown hair, Megan. This is one of the most ludicrous things I've ever seen. Robbie, have you ever done a debate? Uh, no, we didn't have a debate team in my high school. I did debate in eighth grade English class, and like the ad hominem attacks that that other girl is going on it would have gotten you kicked out of the debate that's just not how it's done this is idiotic there are so many better ways to set this up that i'm just like why why would you have to go through this ludicrous setup i i don't see if this was about like debate class right like it's lisa and maybe lisa does lose a debate I that i find that i'd find that interesting and lisa would go through debate classes and like try and get better and maybe realize at the end of the day, uh, what, what am I arguing about? <laughs> Why are we, what are we doing? Um, but that's not, this is, this is all this is about her being blonde. And what year is it? What this is written into, this came out in 2010. I, I'm not going to mm-hmm. debate that there aren't blonde jokes. Obviously there's always going to, there, there have always been blonde jokes. There will always be blonde jokes, but to center an entire plot around, oh, I'm blonde, no one takes me seriously, when this is season 21 of the show. <laughs> we have watched the whole town take, and like Lisa has been, in it, at least obviously, it's The Simpsons. She's an integral part of the show. All the family members are. You can't just say, oh, suddenly no one, everyone treats her like a joke. Like, they haven't, no one has mentioned that she has blonde hair as a serious problem in 20 years, guys. It's in 20 plus years. Has anyone ever mentioned that Lisa has blonde hair ever for any reason? A couple times, Matt. I think a couple times it's been like an offhand comment. Oh, blonde hair. But nothing's barely, it's barely mentioned. And all of a sudden, 20 years go by. Oh, now Lisa's, everyone thinks she's dumb because she's a blonde. This is not, she's not Kelly Bundy. Like, what is this? This feels like that, man. It feels like Married with Children gags from 1991. Like, what is going on? And there's an entire, this is half the episode. It's 10 minutes of this. Oh, boy. Well, and it's, it's injected into the other plot for no particular reason. Because obviously Lisa would have something to say about the other plot. But she's shouted down for being blonde. And like I, I'm normally happy when the plots intersect, but this is just stupid. Both are terrible, Matt. That's the problem. Neither are good and neither interact neither interact well with each other or by themselves, for that matter. Because, okay, we're back to Homer. Homer has the A plot. Homer has this duff old bag. And I'm not sure if I can get past this first act, Matt. Like there's things keep happening and they're not good. This first act. So Smithers. And we have a brief aside with Smithers and Burns. None of this, they never appear in the rest of this episode. No, the whole point of this is to get surveillance cameras somewhere. 
That's the entire point of this entire first act, and it's just so incredibly dumb and pointless. They hot smithers and burns have excess nuclear waste. Let me get the finer details of this right now, right? They have excess nuclear waste they need to get rid of, right? I presume that's what this is. Not just them having yes. fission material but they lying have to around. Get rid of such a tiny little amount that it fits in Homer's duffel bag. It fits in that's I, Matt. I'll give him that. Okay, who cares? Like, no, of course it wouldn't fit, and of course it would melt whole. Like, <laughs> it'd be so radioactive. You have to. It's so hot. I don't like. No one. They don't care. Like, whatever. So they put it in a Homer's duffel bag. Homer. Homer's at a train station. Do we do? Do you remember why Homer's at the train station? Do they even say? Oh yes, because Lenny told him they have the best mac and cheese in town. All right, Homer's at the train station to eat the best mac and cheese in town. Uh, leaves the duffel bag unattended, and so they blow it up. Unattended bag. <laughs> oh, panic! What do you think? I think we're going to blow it up and let the bleeding heart liberals ask questions later. Well, now, why can't it be blown up by a woman of color? Five, four, no time for a full countdown. Ooh, it's dinner time. (sighs) Robbie, in addition to being 9,000 years old, are all of the, the writers, like, hardcore Republicans... Because, like, this idiotic, like, ACLU, what is, that's not even funny. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in this show, and that's saying a lot. I don't, like, you, I don't, like, the social commentary in this, this is not, like, they, it's called, you know, this episode's called To Surveil With Love, right? And it's about, oh, yeah, the surveillance state, theoretically, okay, theoretically, this is what this episode is about, okay? So, theoretically, it's about the surveillance state, it's about... We don't feel safe, so we install cameras everywhere to try and help, right? And it, you know, it ends up eliminating all for all privacy and just it. You could like go delve into the finer details of good and bad of having cameras and the implications it has on the state and our culture. Etc. This episode doesn't care about any of that. This is all, yeah, and like these, like I think that this, like these two, those two jokes, quote unquote jokes, okay, the sneer quotes, jokes with this bomb squad guy or whatever he is, counterterrorism guy. I don't even know. He doesn't have a name. He's there. He's here for this scene, and then he vanishes. Um, he's as much a stereotype, right, as this ACLU you know, bleeding. Oh yeah. He's he's a Jack Bauer type. Right. They're both stereotypes, but that's all like this. They're both surface level, hacky, terrible writing, right? Neither of them are funny because both of them are exactly what you expect them to be. There's no surprises here. There's nothing interesting. If you want to make this interesting, you make it, you you kind of, you flip the script in some way. You make statements about how neither of them actually, but they don't care, right? And this surface level examination is exactly what this entire episode is. It's all surface level. Like, there's, there's nothing, this episode isn't about anything. They think it's called Israel with love. It's not about surveillance state. It, it's around the surveillance state. You know, what, like, what's a wacky plot that happens because we have cameras everywhere? It is, it is, it's like it's like step-by-step meets uh, surveillance state. Because that's literally what... Like, it really wants to be Homer versus the 18th Amendment at times. It really, really wants to be that. It's not even close. Uh, no, because like if you had an episode about this that would do something along those lines, you'd have, you know, the, the citizens rebelling against it instead of... Spoiler for the rest of the episode, uh, find a zone where there are no cameras and just hanging out there. That's not a good response to this. No, it, 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 but that's what I'm saying about like these these hacky jokes. That's what this episode is. It's just like this it's the thinnest layer, a spread very thin of like uh, Springfield plus CCTV plus jokes, question mark. Um, but this is the thing, Matt. They blow up. They blow up the duffel bag. There is a mushroom cloud 
We see a mushroom cloud map. Which does not happen when you blow up something with radioactive material. That only happens in an actual nuclear explosion. It's not even that, that obviously, that's not, none of that's realistic. It's more about if you're going to have an act. This ends act one. We have this big mushroom cloud and Homer responding like, oh, nothing's happening. There is no ever, there's never even a moment of stakes in this. There is never any concern for anything dangerous or a threat. There's never any threats. There's no conflict really to anything. It's all like the mildest level of tension. Like think about uh, who shot Mr. Burns when it's revealed that Burns has blotted out the sun, right? He's going to blot out the sun. Um, Think of, feel like the tension and the unease and the, and like the unrest that, that permeates, not just, Springfield, but permeates the show, right? The entire show, everyone's uh, uh, with musical cues, all how the, all the characters are written. Everyone's, it, it feels strange. It feels wrong because the status quo has been upended. What do we do about this? And if someone, if there was, this is an accidental dirty bomb, effectively blows up in your town. And you're I, screwed. You're in big trouble. You're in big trouble. But I, I don't need them to be super realistic about any of this. But there is that we never even see wreckage, right? We don't see cleanup crews. And if you no, want, the entire thing is just forgotten. Like a dirty bomb has gone off. It has spread nuclear material throughout Springfield. No one cares. The status quo hasn't changed. There's no been no impact on these people's lives. So if there's been no impact, why would they bring in surveillance cameras? Because of someone, because a bomb squad blew up a bomb. I'm like, well, there you have to. Uh, be, there's because there is no tension. There are no stakes. Nothing's at stake. Things are just happening. I don't know. Like people say, oh, I want cameras. I'm like, well, why? Like I, you have to show me as much as you're showing the, them, and I don't see a reason. Like if. You had like a bunch of people in hazmat suits cleaning up a the, the you have a blown up train. You show us the blown up. Tra- you're, here, man, I'm gonna fix this right now. Start Act Two. You don't cut to uh, you cut to a blown up train station. You have hazmat crews. You have tense music playing. You have like townspeople like looking on with anguish and horror. You don't run gags about it. It's that simple, but they don't do any of it. And at this point, it's all the cat's out of the bag. There's no more stakes in the rest of this episode. We go to commercial at six minutes and two seconds. Matt has the longest second act in history. So buckle up. Yes, it is 10 minutes long. It's ludicrous. Uh, We're going to push through. We're going to get through this, everyone. Just hang on tight. Uh, So there's radioactivity everywhere. Uh, So the town decides that the correct response to this is (sighs) surveillance cameras. I, I guess. I admit it. Everything I've said about terrorism till now was fear-mongering. But today, I monger the truth. To protect our city from all future bombings, dirty, clean, dive, or carpet, we have hired an outside consultant from London, England. Does he have a cute accent? Why don't you be the judge, young lady? Ooh, he sounds just like Paddington Bear. My name is Nigel Baker Butcher. Sleepy London Town. Once upon a time, the only problem we had here was from overzealous Cockney flower sellers. But in London of the 21st century, the watchword is vigilance. London is now ringed by the most comprehensive array of surveillance cameras mankind has ever seen. of Wally's framers, and this is exactly what I want. How many personal freedoms are we willing to give up in the name of security? (laughs) That blonde girl thinks she's smart like us dark hairs. Again with the blonde. 
on. Why in the world would the color of the hair on someone's head have anything to do with the intelligence within? Yeah, you're so right. I'm smart, too. I got Joe to promise to leave his wife when I turn 50. Hey, well, yes. Now all in favor of these cameras, say cheese. Cheese! Those opposed say, I hate America. Ah! Uh, oh, oh. Motion carries. Next up, motion to limit terms of city officials. All in favor say, I have sex with animals. I do have sex with animals, but I am not in favor of term limits. Mm-hmm. Robbie, every single attempted joke in this clip and this act so far makes me want to throw my computer across the room and it's heavy it's got lots of hard drives in it but i would still do it because of how terrible everything about this is <laughs> i just don't know like nigel baker butcher uh there again this is like and this is like you can just look at we want to do these things from the nigel butcher baker is a loud landlady like but he's but he's british okay um and they went to well. London has CCTV. We'll we'll do. We'll have someone from it, like it doesn't. That doesn't matter. None of this. None of these connect the dots because they never bring up England again until the very very end of the episode. Nigel basically never appears again. Uh, just as he appears as like as a, a sight gags, a couple sight gags. That's it. Um, none of this matters. This is all like the, like. This is all like again, broad the broadest. Of like you put up, say nay if you hate America. And you're like, this is the it's the broadest, most boring version of this. Nothing matters. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't none, matter. Of, none of it matters. It's incredibly stupid because the whole point of it is just to get cameras everywhere to get the town used to surveillance. I guess so. We go back to the whole Lisa Blonde thing, which there was way too much of in that clip, but we get. Marge giving Lisa a book that is obviously meant for, like, three-year-olds uh, about being picked on. So, entirely pointless. Uh, but then we get the consultant putting but, cameras everywhere. But, Matt, this... We we read... The book is, like... We see the book for, like, a minute and a half? Yeah, Lisa reads through the entirety of the book. It's, like, three or four pages. And it just ends on everyone being sad. And I'm like, okay, well, at least that's realistic, I suppose. But, but like... Why? Why are we why are we watching Lisa read a children's book about bullying? What does this have to do with any of this? What is this? Robbie, it's going to get so much worse before I, it ends. Okay. So we then see the consultant putting cameras everywhere, just the stupidest places, under the water, all over the place. It just that's the funny part whatever. that I'm at. It's get it. It's uh, under. The, it's underwater. Uh, it's a joke. In Mo's house, which again, not allowed. Uh, we didn't have Krusty doing... Hey, no, you're right, Matt. I shouldn't say anything. We should just move on. It's no, stupid. Move on, move on. We have a Krusty doing a whole bunch of blonde jokes, which Krusty's known for hacky humor. So, yeah, I guess that that kind of makes sense. I just don't care. Uh, why, well, I don't care. No, why, it's, it's so stupid. The, why is there an entire plot about blonde? Lisa, okay. All right. Don't worry. It's going to get dumber because then Bart says, oh, uh, only blonde women are dumb. Blonde men are evil. Huh? I guess I did whatever. I mean, there's um, like there's a joke here. like this might be the closest I got to laughing in this entire episode, Matt, because he's like, yeah, blonde, like, you know, fair. blonde, blonde men are evil, like Cobra Kai, and I'm like, okay, we do cast a lot For of. A second, I thought you were gonna say Cobra Commander, and I'm like, oh, Cobra Commander's blonde, huh? Never knew. Die job, snake, snake die job. Anyway, uh, it, it gets worse after this because up until now, it's been the Springfield police's responsibility to watch all of these cameras, but that's a bit too much for them because obviously laziness. So they go out for help. All right, boys, let's see the dark underbelly of our fair bird. Okay, we got a litter bug on F6. Double homicide in progress on Q20. A woman sunbathing topless in R15. Uh, Chief, I think we got a misuse of police equipment on ZZ99. Kill drawing. Gas station customer washing windshield without buying gas. Girl using whiteout as nail polish. Oh, man, this is hard. Hey, did you get that guy who was parading around naked? He was just jogging in a tan sweatsuit, Chief. Are you sure? I thought I saw his... That was a fanny pack, one on the front. But there was a... Water bottle. But it was... Leaking. That's it. That's it. 
can't take another minute of these stupid screens. Go, go find some concerned citizens to pick up the slack. Well, how many should I get? Uh, well, we've got, uh, eight chairs, so... Oh, no, wait! Put one chair in my office facing my desk so, so I'll seem like a meetings guy. Yeah, uh, uh, oh, have a seat. Uh, I'll be with you in one minute, yeah. It's a new low. We have chosen you to help out because you are all that rare combination. Prying, but not pervy. I'm with Lou on this. This is a new low. I would like to point out, say thank you to Lou for standing up to Wiggum for his misuse of police resources. I feel like that is unrealistic to the actual police, but hey, I'm sure there are a few of them out there. I, Matt, Matt, <laughs> Matt, it hurts. Matt, what, what is this about? What are we getting to? What are we getting at? Is it, this isn't no longer, it's not this, br- when they bring in, like, I've never seen this episode before, right? Never. And I had no I don't idea. Believe I have either. No, I have no idea where any of this is going. Right. And when they went, when Wiggum goes, "This is hard work. We're going to bring in citizens." I immediately went, "What is?" I immediately was like, "I'm turn. I want to turn." I immediately went, "I'm want to turn this off." I immediately, went, I want to like, I want to stop because the, if it's just like, are we doing like? Are we doing like you know citizens like informing on each other like you know like is what's that the bit you're asking what is the bit what is the point what's, of this yeah and there just is none there where are we getting to like if it's a surveillance state there has to be threat there has to be danger of the the state you know doing something to arresting you imposing order like finding you something they're publicly shaming you. Like if you want to go back to the scarlet letter and puritanism and stuff, there has to be some sort of danger at the end of this, (laughs) but the police are immediately now. This is, I don't want to, I don't want to do it. Okay. All right. Yeah. So moving on. So uh, the group is basically the town busybody. So you've got Flanders, you've got Marge, you've got Helen Lovejoy, people like that, the, the older folks, because they have nothing better to do, that sort of thing. Uh, we then realize, uh, through the help of the consultant, that, oh, not only can you see what's going on, you can hear and talk back to the people. So they use it to break up Jimbo and Shauna, and we get way too much time of stupid jokes about Shauna being easy and whatever. Uh, Marge, at this point, is having some misgivings about, you know, everyone being under constant surveillance. And thank you, Marge, for being a real freaking person. Uh, Flanders, however, loves it. He, he's in his element here. Uh, he is real happy about this and is like, oh, all we're going to do is just nudge people to do the right thing. Right thing in his eyes, of course. I, I, Matt, who, who's this man? Who is Flanders? Yeah, who is this man? Who is this man we're watching on my television? This is not my Ned Flanders. I want to make that clear. I don't know who this is. This is, again, this is the... I believe one of our our patrons says it in there, but it it is that is flannerization like this. Like who's this person? Who's who's this Ned? How do I like? Okay, it's just like there. It's this is episode. This is basically unrecognizable as the Simpsons. Like I don't know what this is. I mean, I couldn't tell you either. I mean, this is this is basically Flanders being a busybody, but it it doesn't make any sense, quite frankly. Yeah. Yes. Please continue. Okay, so we move on. We get a, a brief cut of Lisa dyeing her hair brown. Ooh, yay, scary. Lightning, thunder. <laughs> There's more, Matt. Matt, I w- I w- there is more tension and, 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 and unease inserted into l- the scene where Lisa is dyeing her hair than there is in the scenes where we are watching a surveillance state. Exp- I, like... What are you? What are you? What are you doing, guys? What is this? What are we doing? Okay. Fantastic question, Robbie. We will never know, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, because right at this point, we go back to Moe's. Uh, the guys are betting on the weather. Homer wins with his bet on golf ball size hail. But for some reason, there's a camera inside Moe's. Why? I don't know. Cameras aren't allowed in private, private uh, businesses or residences. But you know, maybe they give Moe some money. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, so. Ned, watching through the camera, starts tisking and tutting at Homer. Uh, and saying, "Oh, you're gambling. That's illegal. Get the money back." Blah 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 blah. That, that this is Matt. This is it. Okay. This is the only repercussions we've seen for people misbehaving on camera. Yes, being tutted at. 
Ned, like, chiding Homer going, he shouldn't do that. And I'm going to tell you something right now, Matt. If I'm, I don't know, walking around town, like, I'm like I w- let's take private residence, private establishment out of this, right? If I'm walking down the street, and let's say there's a security camera watching me, which is certainly possible in the United States of America. Downright guaranteed at this point. And let's say there is the same technology that someone's on the other side and they're watching, which is not possible. Uh, there's way, there'd be way too many cameras. You couldn't keep track of everything. Uh, let's say it's, it's a town the size of Springfield. You somehow can. Even just a town the size of Springfield, it's not possible. Ned couldn't keep up. But whatever. Let's say I spit. I spit in the street like a filthy, a filthy heathen, which I let's say that happens. And then someone speaks to me through a camera and says, don't do that. I would do it again. I would spit more. Like, yeah, right? Like, that's not against the law. No, like that's and that's all that's happening here, Matt. It's just Ned going, oh, that's that's bad. Moral, that's morally wrong, which, again, it's not my Ned Flanders, whatever. What is, like, why would they stop? And why wouldn't they just destroy the camera right then and there? There's three men. They're in a bar. All these dudes, we've seen them commit petty vandalism for fun. And now they have a camera telling them you shouldn't be gambling on the weather. Who cares if they bet on the weather? What does it matter? It's not like they're running a bookies. Like, it's just, all of this is like there's nothing holding it up. It's just things happening. Ned clucking at people is all we get as the authority figure. This is not surveillance state anymore. This is mildly annoying surveillance state. Like, you break... Okay. Like, and what... Ned has no authority. Again. Oh, I feel like I'm losing my mind, Matt. You know, Robbie, this actually reminds me of basically Hot Fuzz. uh, When you have the... Uh, the association that's uh, okay. Spoiler for Hot Fuzz. Uh, yeah, it's been out for almost 20, two decades now. It's, yeah, it's like a twenty-year-old movie. I think it's okay. Yeah, uh, the local neighborhood watch it has a bunch of these cameras because, again, it's Britain in the movie, uh, and they're killing people who are against them. I don't think that's what Ned's going to do. No, that and Just like Hot, Hot Fuzz is a perfect example because because it is also like set in a small town, and there are consequences for people jump. You know breaking the culture, not doing the established thing. Um, And I'm not expecting them to murder people, but they're definitely like, there should be a little bit of like, you know, uh, infighting between different people because they know someone else is doing this. And, oh no, I saw them doing, I saw on the camera feed, I saw them doing that. And you've petty back and forth bickering. And, oh, they realize the cameras are coming between the town. And before the cameras, everyone got along or got along better. Why, why did we agree to this in the first place? Because we wanted to feel safer. Like that doesn't get it. None of this matters. Um, I I rest my case. Yeah. So uh, we're going to move along uh, at this point uh, because after this, Bart, uh, Ned is watching Bart making comments to him, not even like telling him not to do stuff, just saying, oh, good, good kickflip or whatever there. Don't no, do that there kind of stuff. He's saying less radical, less don't like he's watching him skate through the town. He's trying to tell him to not right. do it. And Bart, to be fair, this is the only thing I actually enjoyed, Matt. Literally, the only thing I actually enjoyed. Bart just keeps skating. Like, that's what I would expect from the whole town. You would think the whole town would be just like, have you, I like, have you met people before you tell them not to do something? They do it twice <laughs> as hard. Yeah. They, unless it's literally against the law, what are they, what are you going to do to them? Nothing. Yeah. Um, but the, the point of this is that Bart eventually finds a blind spot that just happens to be in the Simpsons backyard. How convenient, uh, where apparently the only place in town where the cameras do not reach. And that finally, after 10 minutes, is the end of Act 2. We have an incredibly short Act 3. Makes my life a little bit easier. Uh, We come back 15 minutes and 5 seconds. Uh, Bart and Homer have... Bart has basically mapped out this blind spot, which, again, is conveniently in the Simpsons' backyard. It took them this long to notice. Very stupid. So Maybe Ned just upped his clucking recently and they realized that he was watching them in other places okay so uh bart and homer have are basically start monetizing this secret spot and charging attendance fees
Chaos Corners, the Pleasure Patch, Satan's Triangle, the one place in town no cameras can see you and no laws can touch you. Oh, yeah. That stopped the kicking. Brandine drinking moonshine while she's pregnant. That's just make that yeah, that's fun. Let's just that's fun let's jokes. joke about brain damage in children. Of course, very, it's very funny, very funny joke, Matt. So um, the whole town is basically we get some psych gags about this one little spot being lawless, effectively. Um, this so sorely, so badly wants to be Homer versus the Eighteenth Amendment. It really, really wants it, really bad. Uh, it is not. It doesn't make any sense in real in context. This is just like again, string along a plot until you get to an end. That's feel that's what's happening at this point. Like they don't have, they've lost all context of what this episode was or where it started with, and now it's just stuff happening for a while. Um, Marge finds out about this secret spot, and through her, Ned figures out the truth. Homer, Maggie has to wear that clown mask for Halloween. What's going on? Well, uh, the one place the cameras can't see is right here in our backyard, so I'm charging people to do whatever they want. Isn't that wonderful? I don't see what's so wonderful. Remember how you wanted me to get that expensive operation? Well, now I can afford a motorcycle. Ever hear of the expression, not in my backyard? Well, that. Nothing. Nothing. Something. I don't want to get Homer in trouble, but it's just plain wrong to use that blind spot to turn our backyard into a mecca of misdemeanors. <gasps> blind spot? Mecca? Rod, hold up daddy's shaving mirror out the window, would you? I see you now. Rod, you and Todd stay in the house. Todd's not in the house. No. Uh, so Ned now knows about the blind spot. Um, is very is upset about it. Don't know what he's going to do. He's just a random civilian. Police have not been seen. We've not seen the police since they uh, they basically just gave this surveillance room to Ned. Uh, we go to our final commercial at seventeen minutes and twenty eight seconds. Yeah, whoever wrote this episode really wanted me to do most of the work. Uh, <laughs> So for Act 4, we get the resolution of Lisa's idiotic plot. Uh, It's dumb. And that's why school uniforms should not be mandatory. Lisa, rebuttal. (gasps) Dressing in uniforms is a good thing. If everyone looks the same, it levels the playing field. Hmm, very smart. That's well-reasoned. A true brunette. It's better to just fit in with the crowd. She's as bright as her hair is dark. Oh, I can't go on. This rebuttal is a sham. (gasps) You aren't being persuaded by the content of my argument. You're being convinced by the color of my hair. (laughs) That's absurd. Although her brown hair makes a persuasive case. Well, guess what? I am not a brunette. I'm a flan. Oh, roots! We must rid ourselves of these outdated cliches. Not all blondes are dumb. Not all fat people are jolly. Would you be jolly if you thought Comic-Con was moving to Anaheim? And not all old people are bad drivers. This building cut me off! Thankfully, that's the end of that. As pointless as it was. I was going to say, what's... What was that? Like, wasn't she debating in front of the same people? When did they realize, oh, she just dyed her hair? Is it everyone has the idiot ball in this episode? Literally every single character. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Mm. Even Marge, who's barely in it. Yep. Like, she is the closest one to having good stuff, I guess. Anyway, uh, we come back to the end of the other plot uh, with Flanders confronting Homer about what's going on. They meet those feet. Oh, no, I don't have to listen to you. If I'm not on camera, you can't see me. I'm standing right here. Everyone in this town is sick and tired of you looking over their shoulder. Don't leave your sprinklers on in the rain. Don't burn that pile of ventriloquist dummies. Oh, but you promised. Later, later. But, neighbor, why did you have to do this? I've tattled this town into a paradise. This used to be just a little part of me. You see, Ned, your citywide nagging compressed all of our town's misbehavior into one small place. 
creating a glittering diamond of super evil. <sighs> Guess I did create this. Like God created the devil. God created a devil? Finally, he did something cool. <sighs> oh, I never wanted to turn into Big Brother. I just wanted to be Little Sister, tattling on everyone so the town would be a nicer place. Well, if you ask me, you are trying to play God. <gasps> well, that's the worst sin of all, for some reason. What can I do to make things right? You can help me take out those cameras. Neighbor, we got some work to do. And this tiny little thing has convinced Ned. Uh, we get a montage of him and Homer destroying the cameras, and then we find out at the very end, uh, we get one more shot with the consultant, the British consultant, saying that, oh, this was all for a British reality TV show that the Queen enjoyed, because Ralph is like Prince Charles. Sorry, King Charles. <sighs> he says my breast, my cat's breast smells like cat food. Um, episode's over, Matt. Episode's over. Thank goodness. Has no more power over us, okay? Um, there's no point to any of it. This is, it, it, like, it's not about anything. I did not laugh at anything. Uh, it, it is empty, devoid, filler, fluff. It's an empty man. We'll rank this episode at the end of the show. Robbie, is this incredibly broken episode broken? No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. I mean, of course, Matt. Like, I mean, there's no... like, Is there a doubt in your mind? In mine? Anyone listening? No, of course it's broken. Um, it's not about anything. Okay, first, excise the Lisa Blonde stuff altogether. If it get, the, again, I, when I say like it, it feels like they're writing Lisa as Kelly Bundy, that's like what... It, this uh, that's what the entire B plot feels like. It feels like a, a Kelly Bundy B plot from the Married with Children episode, and that's fine for 1989 or whatever, you know. And for Kelly Bundy, Lisa's entirely different character. It doesn't make any sense. She's been taken seriously for her. She's for any for for mostly Lisa's over intellectualized, right? She's all she's become this stereotype of it being too intellectual, being too serious all the time. All of a sudden, no, we don't take her seriously because she's blonde. No, no one, no one's gonna say that. Uh, take it away. Goodbye. Fired out of the cannon. Um, the A plot could work if you want to do an episode about the surveillance state in Springfield. You can still it one don't set off a mushroom cloud in your town, it would destroy the entire town. I can't take you seriously. It doesn't have to be that. It can be something very simple and very stupid. And that is what triggers it all. Oh, you know what? We need to feel safe. I don't feel safe anymore. And someone, and so they, they bring in cameras and it is exactly what we've been saying. You just, you, one, you have to have stakes. What's at stake? You and I, like with any surveillance state, the argument is always about security versus privacy. And why would you not? You start, they start arresting more and more people for dumb, petty things no one cares about, but because they've been recorded, we have to arrest people for them, right? And people that's a good start. People get upset. We have the town, like, we should watch the town fall apart. That's effectively what should happen. You inst you bring all these cameras in. It doesn't bring security. It actually does the opposite. Maybe the streets, and by the end of the episode, maybe the streets are are sparse and clean, and there's no there's no people around at all because no one goes outside because they don't want to be seen by the cameras. Like you could easily have this small town eat try, try, start to eat itself effectively. Basically, people picking at each other. People, you start, you, you escalate it. It starts with, oh, we just start arresting people who are doing the really bad crimes. And then you start picking at people who are like, well, I was just jaywalking. Why do I need, you're getting, you, we have you on camera. Blah, 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 blah. That kind of thing. The town starts picking, it starts falling apart. And then you have the rebellion. You have an underground buildup with probably Bart 
and and maybe Homer. If you want to do the Homer versus Eighteenth Amendment thing, have Homer and Bart again work together and have build like an underground group with with Mo and like you bring in you know assorted a casting characters, people you can write jokes around, and they start picking. They take on take down cameras, and then you have this. You have the consultant and his team working with the police. They're putting cameras back up. You have a, a fun montage where you have them trying to skirt around the, the these cameras and break them and destroy them and take them down back and forth right fun and then eventually it comes to a head where you know they're probably probably homer gets arrested or bart gets arrested or something for trying to disable these cameras then it comes to a head with the whole town you know stands up for the person and they break they take down the cameras themselves uh return the status quo cameras were dumb why do we ever agree to it in the first place yeah, it's like, oh, they're going to make us safer. Are they? Are they really? No, the answer is no. They absolutely wouldn't. It's, I mean, that that's the episode. If you want to do it, but this is nothing. There's just nothing in this. It's, it's so frustrating. <sighs> that's it. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for Comments from News Group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from News Group is where our patrons over there on patreon.com slash the simpson show leave their thoughts and feelings about an episode and i read them on the air if you'd like to leave yours all you have to do is support us at any level i put out the call every single week for that week's episode first from tim well on the whole this was better than i expected there were two moments that really brought it down first of course is the inciting incident which for some perverse reason required a bag with plutonium to explode don't want that in my simpsons second was the reveal that cletus has sex with other species don't need that in anything I watch. TikTok on the clock, make that stop. I do like Bart using his ingenuity to skirt Springfield's surveillance techniques, and all of a sudden the Simpsons' backyard seems the place to be. I'd rather watch this than three of the last four episodes. So I'll slot this in number 387, but not canon. Fixable by having a more tolerable inciting incident and focusing on Bart working with others to dodge Ned, such as Homer. I don't know. Say Mo. Edit. Forgot to mention the B-plot. It existed. It certainly did. From Derek. I mean, I guess. <laughs> it it did exist, man. Okay, you can't argue with that. It is there. Is it good? No. Uh, from Derek. Shouldn't have to focus on the couch gag as much as I am, but it sickens me to no end. Ha ha. I really, really hate it. This is what the show has been reduced to. It is actually, it is actual anti-Simpsons. It's really a sorry sight to hold. Seeing this show, which, which was a trendsetter as a sad old man, now actively chasing them in a vain attempt to seem cool and with it. Whether or not they were forced to do this by Fox, this is absolutely dreadful. I don't, I don't. I don't think for a second they were forced to by Fox. See, that's the thing. I, this is they saw they saw an opportunity to get Kesha on the show, and they did. That's it. Uh, what when Kesha sings about pedicures, we see the twins have them, but also Martin. That's funny because he's an effeminate boy. Ha ha. Pure cringe, and I don't use that word lightly because cringe is a truly horrible sensation. When something makes my skin crawl, I feel very angry. All this episode. Also, this episode is trash. Flanderized. Flanders is flanderized to the Pepsi Max. Homer is annoying. Bart is annoying. Marge is a contrived exposition machine. Subplot with Lisa is pointless, annoying, and worthless. Straight in the bin. Can't argue with you, really. From JJ, I have mixed feelings on this one. Structurally, it's as poorly paced and incompetent as any other season 21 episode. And its social commentary is as basic and on the nose as expected. But it has a higher density of jokes than usual. Not all of them land, of course. And some are straight up disgusting, like the ones involving Cletus and Brandine. But I can't deny this episode made me laugh. Totally feels like a season 12 episode, where the writing is objectively bad. They crammed it with so many jokes that the law of average means that some will actually be funny. Then, if that's all I wanted, then I could just watch Family Guy instead. You're here. From Dara, it's an admitted Kesha stand. This episode is getting a top half of the season grade right off the bat. Add in a quick Sherry Bobbins appearance, and it goes up another two spots. Take away three spots for blonde jokes. Add one for making fun of Fox News, even if it's not intentional. And a wash for the phrase, experimenting with my butt. And then makes this the 10th best episode of season 21. Sorry, everyone else. TikTok is a bop. I mean, you... Dara, we're going to need this kind of uh, up and down for every episode. I was going to say, easy. like, it, I, this feels very arbitrary how the, how this ranking system works. But who am I to judge? Listen to this podcast. Uh, that's it for our patron views. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite moment involving an animal? Uh, thanks, everyone, who answered. We took the time. Matt, take it away. 
All right, first up from Tim. I have to go with the lion scene with Lance Murdoch and Bart the Daredevil. While nothing about it is the least bit realistic, everything that happens in that pool causes me cry tears of laughter, even though I must have watched it about a hundred times. Especially when the lion stands up to shove the captain underwater. Honorable mention to Springfield Nuclear Power Plant employee Stewart. <laughs> oh, that's a cute little duck. Uh, from Derek. A moment that always kills me is Lovejoy answering his jog to go doo-doo on Ned's lawn, and then when he's caught on, starts berating the poor pup. The close-up on the dog's completely blank expression is hilarious, and it's realistic, and yet you can tell exactly what the animal is thinking. Wow, you're a complete censored. It had me howling as a kid. <laughs> uh, from Aaron, I love the desperate cries for attention by Santa's little helper and Snowball 2 in Bart Gets an Elephant. Uh, from Dar, gonna go with Laddie finding the marijuana, which almost made my favorite cop line. Lou, wait, Chief, this could be medicinal. Uh, yeah, medicinal. Without it, I could go even blinder. It's real. It's a real danger. It really is. Uh, from at Ripley WG, I will uncharacteristically go with season one moment because I'm feeling nostalgic for some reason. In The Call of the Simpsons, Homer creates a trap to catch wildlife. After very confidently saying they'll be eating a rabbit in no time, the rabbit is promptly slingshot away. Oh, man. I, I forgot about that. That's a good one. That is a great season one gag. Uh, from at Silioto. Ray for Mojo. Uh, from that EID 9, Lisa, hello, Mo. We know you're the one behind it, so knock it off and we're going to the cops. No, no, I'll take care of it. Okay, it's over. Get him out of here. Bunch of pandas run out of Mo's. All right, on delay, on delay. Uh, from at 138-bit, Bray for Mojo. Uh, from at Swalk 58 when the lard lad kicks the dog over the horizon. <laughs> That's just mean, man. Uh, from at Yes, I Would, Kent. And now a message from the Church of Latter-day Saints. Dog barks repeatedly. Dad, are you listening to me? Shh, Lisa, the dog is barking. Oh, God. And finally, from at Hippie 200, when Mo and his pals are carrying the whale in the woods, who'd have thought a whale could be so heavy? Jeez, it's the feds. Robbie, what is yours? Well, animals are a lot like people, Mrs. Simpson. Some of them act badly. Damn it, Robbie! Or have been mistreated, but like some people... Some of them are just jerks. Some of them are just jerks. That's what I say about my cat Harvey. I just say some. I, I I'm like some of them are just jerks. They can't. They just. They just are. Now, what's your answer? Did I steal your uh, answer? Man? The same one. Some people are just jerks. I can't believe no one else picked that. I guess it is kind of also a Homer moment. But that's that's just fantastic when Stan starts bullying the other elephants immediately. I think you'd be happier in his natural habitats. You'd think some animals are just jerks, Mister Simpson. Next week's question. What is your favorite Duffman quote? Oh, there are so few of them. <laughs> I mean, that's not true, Matt. Right? Like, I mean, the, the one from this week's episode we didn't talk about was actually kind of funny. I mean, that's the thing. It's all My like one My estranged daughter. My estranged daughter. I mean, Duffman has had a lot of quotes, honestly, in the past. They're just in a lot of episodes no one's ever seen is the problem. <laughs> they did seem to use him a lot during the teen years. He's He's been, like, they. he reappear, appears at least twice a season, I feel like, throughout. Ever since he was he, uh, created, I feel like they've used him at least twice a season. Um, sometimes as integral characters, strangely enough. Um, that's next week's question. I'll post it on our social media, Twitter, at SimpsonsShowPod. Uh, you can... Email us at SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com, and I will post a question on our Patreon. 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 Patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge, where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. Matt has a three-point lead on me this season. Not a big fan of that. I wish you wouldn't. I, I feel like I went pretty easy on you this week. Matt, you say that every week, and every week I don't succeed. All right. right. Are you ready for an easy question? Sure. In Homer's Night Out, who buys a spy camera? I believe that would be Bart. That is correct. All right. Your easy question. What sport is at the center of Dead Putting Society? Uh, miniature golf. You are correct. Separate from regular golf? Yes, it is. Regular golf would have been wrong. It's not regular golf. Just putting. Your medium question, Matt. How much does the spy camera cost? Oh, God. Um, $29.95. Inflation's going to kill you, Matt. $1.99. Oh, my God. $1.99. Season one, man. Back in the good old days. Jeez. All right. Your medium question. 
What is the prize for the math fair that Lisa is studying for in Dead Putting Society? I feel like I'm going to feel like I'm mixing this up with a different episode, um, but I'm not sure. Like I have, I have two answers and both I think both are wrong, so it doesn't really matter. A trip to Calgary. Oh, uh, you're definitely going way later than that. Uh, yes, it is a protractor, a new protractor. Okay. The, I, cheapness I, was the watchword in this season. I was, well, I was going to, I was going to say an abacus because that was my other train of thought. It was like, oh, it's going to be, be some closer. very simple math lament. So, okay. That makes, I was like, I, I knew it was like either some very, like a silly, but n- relatively nice prize. And then the cheap was the other answer so either way is wrong your hard question matt what are the name of the adult establishments that bart and homer visit there are one two three four five of them in search of oh, april is her name i believe one of them has something about casbah um princess cashmere is her thing uh yeah i have no clue this is season one i've watched season one like all of twice i have no clue so only do season one questions from now on is what you're telling me I mean, if you want to be a jerk about it, sure. Just like people, Mrs. Simpsons. Some animals, they're just jerks. You're the answers, Matt. In order, so beginning from their, their journey through the end, you have the you have Florence of Arabia. From there, they go to Gurlesque. Uh, next, Foxy Boxing. Uh, the, the penultimate stop is Mud City, which is quite a name. Mud City, and the final stop is the classiest place of them all, the Sapphire Lounge. Yeah, that does sound familiar. The rest of those, no, never bothered. I mean, to be fair, they say some of them out loud. I would have figured you would have. Of course, you haven't watched all of season one. Uh, so, what's my hard question, Matt? All right, your hard question. What Bible verse does Flanders think he vi- think he vi- think he failed i i don't know what the correct word there is it's, it's failing me <laughs> what bible verse does flader think he failed he violated when he threw homer out of his house oh god do i need the book and verse yes you do <sighs> there's no way man there's no way um it would be you know welcoming your neighbor you have to be a always have to be welcoming i think i'm like now i'm going to go back to my days in uh like in christian school trying to remember order of operations what things happen in which books uh, psalms psalms twelve fourteen. i'm sorry robbie it is matthew nineteen nineteen. love thy neighbor love thy neighbor something so simple matt i didn't even think of the gospels um see one one matt this is we're hitting the the this, the, the long the long stretch so what's going to happen is a lot of one ones as both of us buckle down on the other we are on pace, I think, to uh, pass last last season's uh, scores. Um, so there is that. We're doing a little bit better than last season. That's it for trivia. We can move on to our final segment, the segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. This thing is crummy. Um... A bunch of season 21 episodes all piled up. All right, let's just start. Let's just do it. Um, Mona Leavesa is... Seems to be our our bottom limit for just straight up bad episodes. Yeah, without the offensive, like, racism, transphobia, homophobia piled in there. Um, I don't think this is worse than the Mona No, I was looking at the score in The Whale from last week, and I think this is better than that, unfortunately. Do you? Which would you rather watch, the realistic whale dying and Lisa being sad about it, or this at least inoffensive pablum? <sighs> They're both, like, at a certain point, Matt, they, it's all just confounding issues, like, confounding nonsense. And I don't, you know, like, I don't know why they chose to portray the whale the way they did, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like it feels like it's a that's a it's very basic level creates creative problem where the Simpsons writing staff are made of people who've worked in the industry for a sizable length of time and would go oh this doesn't make any sense we shouldn't do this and this episode has also lots of the same problems where I would go like don't they realize there's no stakes don't they realize that no one knows what they're doing knows no one knows like they they 
embarked on this weird thing about the surveillance state. Well, they've never actually demonstrated a true surveillance state at one any point in this episode. Instead of just Ned like clucking his tongue at people. Like they're both confounding to me. They're both unwatchable to me. They're both unpleasant. Um yeah, but like when it comes down to it, like I, I would basically put this right beneath Million Dollar Maybe and right above the squirt in the wheel, just because I feel like last week's episode was almost a bait and switch, and it was just <laughs> awful in ways that this episode, while also bad, did not quite achieve. I think that's fair, Matt. And at the end of the day, they're they're one away from each other, right? Like, is it that big a difference? Exactly. No, I so that's fine with me. All these season twenty one episodes are like. The only bar they're clearing is they are not terribly offensive. That's all they have going. Like, I don't know what, there's just nothing here. Like, I don't, I thought season 21 would be better. I really did. And it's just, well, that's, that's your, that's your first problem, Robbie. You had expectations, standards. It's the worst, it's the worst things. (laughs) I'm, I'm red. (laughs) I'm trapped in Shawshank. Uh, haven't Andy Dufresne hasn't shown up yet to give me true hope. Um, so that's to surveil with love a new number four Oh one on our list, right below million dollar, maybe right above the squirt and the whale number two Oh nine on our post golden years ranking. Uh, we're not done though yet, Matt, we have one more thing to do. One more question to answer. And that question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? I mean, there's not enough gunpowder on Earth. Fire the cannon. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye forever to surveil with love. Uh, hopefully never have to uh, ever think or talk about it or watch it ever again in my entire life. We are going to ask that same question about every episode of this list, and we're working our way down from the top. We are currently number at... We're currently at... Number 133, Matthew, which is Saturdays of Thunder. So You can pry this episode from my cold, dead hands. Soapbox this is Derby. This amazing Homer Bard episode. Just absolutely fantastic. Amazing, Matt. Amazing? I mean, it does have a book by Bill Cosby, which has not aged well, but other than that. <laughs> no, it's a good episode. Solid uh, season three episode. Like, again, early days, like season two, season three, those kind of like simple but really effective stories that are really funny. Um yeah, of course it stays. It's very good. Um, go watch Saturdays of Thunder again. Make my make me feel better about myself. Probably what it will take. Our next episode, Matt, now that we're done with this one, is Mo Letter Blues. In this episode, Homer, Lovejoy, and Apu receive a letter from Mo stating that he will steal one of their wives. The three get together and try to remember intimate moments between Mo and their wives. This is this, an, this is, is a parody of a movie from 1949, A Letter to Three Wives, which is uh, gender swapped. Well, it sounds like we are have something to watch for a bonus episode this month. We, I mean, who's in who's in A Letter to Three Wives, starring well, the only person I I recognize is yeah, only one per, I only recognize me, not knowing many. 40s romantic comedy stars. I I recognize Kirk Douglas. That's it. No one else I, I can see. But there's there's it's it's three couples, and then there's a woman who mails a letter to the three wives, and she the three wives try and figure out which of the three husbands is the one that's the ne'er do well. I guess I'm assuming that at the end of the day, it's all misunderstanding or something. Um, I hope it's better than this week. That's what I, I just hope Mo Letter Blues is better than this week's episode. That's really all I'm hoping for. Let's cross our fingers. I'll do it for today. You can find me online on all the social medias under my name, Robbie Dorman. My website is also my name is RobbieDorman.com. Hopefully be working on that soon, getting it uh, changed up a little bit, um, making it look nicer. I think it looks okay right now. I think I do better. Uh, but buy my books. It has links to all the things I do online, including my books, my 12 horror novels, well, 11 horror novels and one science fiction, but eh, who's counting? My newest is the other. I should, I'll have a new book out next month. It's going to be called War on Humanity, a sequel to my, my novel War on Halloween. Um, but for now, it's not, but you can go read War on Halloween or any of my horror novels. They're all uh, a lot of fun. I really love them. I wrote them. Of course, I would say that, but 
go check them out. They're on Amazon wherever you buy your books. Appreciate everyone who has checked them out. Appreciate you a lot. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is correct. I spend all my time taking care of kittens. And when you can see our most adorable new edition, a little indie, uh, on Kitten Turns, at K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram. Uh, don't worry, he is incredibly cute and is in no danger whatsoever. Uh, the cute, we, we are in no danger whatsoever. He's fine. He is the danger to us because that cuteness radiates off of him and eventually will cause us to age prematurely because of all the squeeing. But don't worry, we have patented cuteness shields so that we are not harmed in taking care of this little deity of cuteness but you can see it at kitten turns wow matt you're like like waxing poetic here about the a kitten and the, the cuteness the kitten the kitten just opened his eyes i believe for the first time right uh, that's right we have one eye open we're on our way to two it looks less like a rat now i mean you can kind of see the ears so yes okay good that's the that's my favorite that's my that's when i start i'm really i mean obviously i still care for a kitten but I go. Oh, it looks like a kitten now. It doesn't look like a little thing, little little booger. You know, little booger. No. Okay. That'll do it. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. You watch this.